Hello and welcome to the So What podcast, in which political economic analyst J.P. Lantman discusses the issues uppermost in the minds of South Africans. You can find a written version of this content on J.P.'s website, jplantman.co.za. I am Ruda Lantman and I am your host. This episode goes with JP's newsletter dated the 26th of February 2024, and it is about the 2024 elections. The date has been announced for the 29th of May, and uh, off we go, as you say in your newsletter, off to the races. JP, we seem to have dozens of political parties, and there are a lot more as we go along. How many are actually presented in Parliament at the moment, represented, and uh, what is their support base like? Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting point. We have 14 political parties currently in Parliament, the Parliament that was elected five years ago in 2019. But really, three of them, the ANC, the DA and the EFF between them, have got 89% of the vote or 89% of the Parliament. The other 11 parties share the remaining 11%. So it's really a case of three big dogs and a lot of small dogs. And since those elections, we've had local elections. Did things shift? Yes, they did shift uh, two and a half years later in 2021. And in those elections, uh, the ANC suffered quite a huge loss. They went from 57% of the vote, which they got in 29, down to about uh, 40, 45% in 2021. Now, the interesting thing is that drop in vote did not go to the other two big parties, the DA and EFF. It went to a host of smaller parties. So the current lie of the land is that, uh, yes, we've got three big parties. They have uh, way more than 80% of the vote between them. We've got a host of smaller parties, but it looks as if the smaller parties are gaining at the expense of the, of the ANC and probably also at the expense of the, of the other bigger parties. And since then, so that was 2021, so it's three years is there information from polls or yes. something that we can g- g- gauge the, the support from? Yes. Uh, look, you're quite right. One cannot compare local government election results with national government election results. Uh, but that is the best we've got, and we use that to determine the lie of the land. What we have in addition to those election results, we now have a number of polls that have been conducted over the last 24 months. There are in total about 11 of them. And so what I've done is to average the results of those polls for the different political parties. And then you get a certain reading. And then what I've done also is to take away the highest and the lowest poll for each political party and average the balance. And then you get a slightly different reading, but by and large the same. And that reading is um, 45% for the ANC. 23% for the DA, uh, 13% for the EFF, about 5% for the IFP, and about 4.6%, for Action SA. So you can see essentially the ANC is not making up what they lost in 2021, but again, that vote is not really going to the other two big parties. It is mainly going to the the IFP and Action SA, and no doubt a lot of the vote will also go to a host of other smaller parties. What about uh, former President Zuma's MK party? 
There was one poll on that party, which was done in January, results released in February. Um, they have given quite a high uh, support to the MK party in KwaZulu-Natal, 24%, uh, which, is a, which is a high number. Provincially. Provincially, yes, for KZN. Um, in two by-elections that we've had in KZN since uh, the party was formed, they've actually done quite well. Uh, they've taken votes from the ANC, they've taken votes from even the IFP, but it looks as if they've taken most of the votes from the EFF. So that will be an interesting dynamic, MK versus the EFF. You know, I suppose it's a case of uh, if you want to go to somebody, you go to the one who is most authentic. And Mr. Zuma is probably a more authentic figure of radical economic transformation than Julius Malema. But let's see how the numbers play out. What about all the other new parties that uh, were in the headlines over the last three months or so? There are, there are a number of, let's call them media headline parties. Uh, there is uh, Rais Mzanzi, Fanzongi Suzibi. There is um, uh, Bosa, Bolden One South Africa, Mamusi Maimani, previous leader of the DA. There is uh, Change Starts Now, CSN. Uh, Roger Jardim, and then, of course, also Mr. Zuma's party. Those are the main ones. There are also a lot of other parties. Ace Mokhashule has got a party, um, ACT, ACT, African Congress of Transformation. I suspect he will do quite well in the Northern Free State. But really, these smaller parties are, you know, they're small fish, they're new kids on the block. One will have to see to what extent they can get traction with the electorate. But they can all register. So what will this mean for me as an individual voter on the day of voting? Well, it may mean that uh, you won't get a ballot paper, but you will get a little, little ballot book. <laughs> because, uh, as, you, as you rightly say, there will be a host of parties. What is also new this year is that for the first time, independents can stand for, for election. So you will get three ballot papers. You will get one for the national government, as in the past. This year, the list will probably be much longer than what it was in the past. You'll get a second ballot paper for provincial government, and then you'll get a third ballot paper for independence and you have to wade your way through all three of them. And do we have to vote on each one or not? No, no. You can you can vote on one or two or all three or you can spoil your paper. It's a, it's a free option. You can do as you wish. What do you think about the multi-party charter people saying there will be a new government. I think it's a misrepresentation. The multi-party charter cannot get more, I think, than about uh, 35 to 40% of the vote. Now, even if they get 40%, that's far away from 50 plus 1. So I think that is a gross misrepresentation. Okay, you know, it is election season, it's silly season, people make promises and so on. One must allow for that. But I can't see in that sense uh, a new government in the sense that there's a group of opposition parties that get more than 50% of the vote and can replace the ANC. I just don't see that. It's not in the realm of realpolitik. Uh, can you see the uh, EFF and the DA and the Freedom Front Plus working together with MK to be anti-ANC? You know, it's, it's simply a nonsense construct. It'll also be a frightfully... Uh, 
unstable coalition. So, no, I don't think that'll happen, and it certainly won't be good for the country. What you will find is that the ANC will still be the largest political party. Uh, it will lead a coalition. It will be the responsibility of the ANC to invite other parties to join them in a coalition government if they don't get to 50%. And as such, yes, there will be other people in government, but the ANC will still lead that government, and therefore to talk about a whole new government is simply, in my view, a misrepresentation. What about the provinces? In the provinces, it may play out differently, particularly in two provinces, KwaZulu-Natal and Gauteng. The ANC is not going to get 50% in Gauteng. Uh, they will probably get somewhere between 35 and 40, maybe just over 40. Now, that will leave them a good 10% short of the 50 plus one needed to govern the province. So the big question is then, with whom will they make a coalition deal? Um, just this week, we've had a report from the National Executive Committee of the ANC looking at the issue of coalitions, making it fairly clear that they're not going to do a coalition with the EFF, not even in Gauteng. Panyaza Lusufi, the premier of Gauteng and leader of the ANC in Gauteng, has referred to uh, the EFF as unreliable uh, partners. But they are in a partnership a coalition in Johannesburg at the moment. Well, Johannesburg it's a, and Ikaruleni. It's a, it's a kind of an arrangement and I suspect it won't last. Uh, I suspect if you look at these comments coming through, then you may even find that those municipal coalitions do not survive. But and Mr. Lusufi is probably one of the more enthusiastic ANC members when Absolutely. it comes to a coalition with the EFF. Absolutely. Um, likewise, the leadership of the ANC down in KwaZulu-Natal uh, are also sympathetic to the EFF, but, uh, but they are, have also made it quite clear that they want to have stable coalitions and they don't see that with either the MK or EFF. So the question is, with whom will they go? Um, I've written last year in August and earlier in the year that uh, in May, almost a year ago, that I hope for a DA-ANC coalition. But whether that happens, we'll have to see. We have had, we as a country, have had uh, really bad experiences with uh, coalition governments yes. that just don't work. Yes. Where did those coalitions go wrong and how can it be made better? I think they went wrong on the very simple principles that the principle that the focus of the coalition governments in municipalities and metros um, the the focus was on on who not on how who is getting a job who will be the mayor who will be the speaker who will be the chairperson of committees and so on it's about who you just have to shuffle those letters around and get to how. How are you going to govern? How are you going to implement your election manifesto? That is where we went wrong. We focused on who and not on how. Um, we don't have that culture of negotiating agreements on how coalitions will govern. But that may be changing. And I say that because in KwaZulu-Natal, an agreement was signed, agreed and signed between the IFP and the DA on how they're going to manage the local governments where they are in control. Currently, they control between them 13 13 councils uh, in the KwaZulu-Natal province, and it seems to be going reasonably well. 
Now, what is that agreement? It's a nine-page agreement. It sets out what their values are. It starts with common values. It then has common ideals. It then focuses on objectives that they want to achieve in that local government in the term of office that is left. And lastly, how they're going to do it, practical steps. For example, one clause in the nine-page agreement is that the municipalities which they run, they will spend 8% of the municipal budget on, on maintenance. Now, it may sound like a very minor point, but we know about maintenance and infrastructure and in, in particularly municipalities. So that kind of focus is a good thing. So it may be that we're now starting in South Africa with a culture of negotiating a coalition agreement focusing on the how, not the who. And this is, of course, the way it works in Europe. If you take a country like Germany, they have had coalition governments for a very, very long time. In the last election, it took three months between the election date and the date that the new government took office. Why? They needed three months to negotiate a coalition agreement. The English translation is about 127 pages. Now, we don't have to go as far as the Germans, you know, with the detail and so on. But even the Dutch, the last the Dutch coalition government had a coalition agreement of 57 pages, the English translation thereof. So there is definitely a need in South Africa to develop coalition agreements that focuses on or that focus on the on the how and not on the who. And if we can do that after the 2024 election where it is necessary, that'll be a major step forward. But our constitution puts us in a bit of a bind because it says, what, 14 days after the election? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a very strong point. The the coalition stipulates that the new parliament, the new parliament, which was just elected in the election, must meet within 14 days to elect a new president. From the date of the election? From the date that the election is certified. Oh. Now, the election is on Wednesday. It's normally certified by Saturday evening. So 14 days later, parliament must meet and elect a new president. And so if there's one party that's got 50% plus one of the vote, well, fine, then there's no problem. That party's candidate will become president. If that isn't the case, then your negotiation will have to be, your first round will have to be about who, which candidate will be supported. That's your, that'll be your first round of negotiation. And then once you've got a president, then he will have to extend it into a wider agreement about how, uh, how that government will rule. And in the provinces, is it the same? In provinces, it's the same. They have also have to meet and elect a premier and uh, get the show on the road. There's a lot of talk of policy uncertainty because there are so many question marks about how this, these elections will play out. Yeah, that's a that's a, a standard item. Every every time there's an election, the chattering classes go into overdrive with uh, policy uncertainty. The budget will be populist. There will be a splurge of expenditure and so on and so forth. These are these are hardy perennials. They always come back, except it never happens in real life. The splurges in spending is not during election times, it's between elections, if you look at, at, at our record in that regard. And we had a budget at the end of February. and We had a, we had a budget. What, uh, did, what did that indicate? Uh, well, absolutely. You, you've seen the, uh, um, the media coverage. It's a very conservative budget. Uh, it's holding the line. Uh, it is heavily criticized from the left for not spending more money on social grants. Uh, the social grant increase is below inflation. The 350 rand uh, COVID grant has not been increased. So uh, there was absolutely no, uh, no splurge in spending. 
Um, that did not happen. It's a matter of, of factual observation that it didn't happen. As a policy uncertainty in general, what are now the most important policies for this country? Well, it's macroeconomic policy that was confirmed by the by the budget, uh, and then it is fixing electricity, it's fixing logistics, railways and ports, and it's fixing water. And in all three of those respects, the State of the Nation speech early in February and the budget speech towards the end of February all made the same point, which is already in the public domain, that in all these spheres of where we have government monopolies, like in energy, like in ports, like in railways, the private sector will be allowed into those sectors. So we're moving away from the model of a state-owned monopoly, which run those network industries, to a model where there will be state company, yes, like Transnet, like ESCOM, but next to it, there will be private companies uh, rendering a service in those industries, making capital investments, bringing management, and so on. It's quite a profound change uh, for South Africa. We have a tradition in this country which goes back 150 years, where the state runs those kinds of industries. They're called the network industries. Now we're moving away from the state running them to the private sector coming in to help. It's a big change, and it's happening. And you don't see that changing? There's no uncertainty no, around that? No, I don't see that changing. Absolutely not. And even if a coalition government is formed, it won't change that. What I do see and that we must be aware of, it takes government a long time to do things. They are not quick. You look at the, the deadlines that they set themselves by when they want to do things. They normally miss those deadlines. I think people simply underestimate how difficult it is to to get things through the government processes. And there are a variety of reasons for that, but that's the reality. It takes time. And so I think there's a problem with the speed of implementation, but not with the certainty of what is being implemented. That sounds like the first of your so what, actually, at the, at the end of your newsletter. Um, but the other major point is no new government. No, I don't think. I think the idea of a new government is is really, as I've said, a misrepresentation. It's not going to happen. Um, I think we can, even if we accept that the ANC will drop below fifty at the national level and will not uh, be able to rule on their own, govern on their own, they will still be the largest party. They will actually form the coalition. They will invite other people to come in. Um, that'll be the, no, that doesn't look to me like a new government. It very much looks like a continuation with a little bit of new blood coming in from opposition parties if they form part of a coalition. And the future of the big three in general? Do you see more fragmentation? Yeah, I think uh, uh, we already see that in the polls and we also see it in by-election results, that the smaller parties are all eating away from the three big ones. So it's uh, in some, maybe they don't reduce the support level. For example, the EFF uh, in the polls currently is getting about 13%. They used to be 11 uh, so they're not losing support, but they certainly, there's a ceiling on how much support they seem to be getting. So, yes, I think that fragmentation will continue. We'll see the three big parties will uh, will not grow much. In total, they'll be less. And I think we will see a host of smaller parties, each coming in with one or two seats, which will, of course, uh, give us a parliament with more parties and will will complicate the political scene.
But you say that the major question in in this election um, is about the provinces. Yes, I think that's where the action will be, particularly KwaZulu-Natal and Gauteng. Uh, in both those provinces, it is very unlikely that the ANC will get to 50%. Uh, it is more likely that the multi-party charter people could get to 50, particularly in Gauteng. Uh, it's not a prediction. I'm just saying, you know, there's a likelihood. Um, so, yeah, those are the two provinces to watch. And if the ANC doesn't get to 50 and the opposition parties don't get to 50, then the question is who will form a coalition with whom? And overall, I think the EFF is not going to be the coalition partner. But let's see how it plays out. Thank you very much. We can only wish all our listeners happy voting. Absolutely. Happy voting. Thank you for listening to the So What podcast. If you enjoy this content, please don't forget to leave a review and a rating, and please consider subscribing so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, tell your friends. Remember, you can find a written version of all JP's content at jplandman.co.za. 